Conversation Hat Podcast. Welcome back to the Conversation Hat Podcast. This is a comedy podcast for geeks, artists, and terrible people. My name is Liam Taylor, one half of the uh, minor league superstar podcast hosting team. Uh, the other half is Ben Pearson. How's it going, Ben Pearson? Don't speak for me, you swine. Argentina. What? <laughs> I'm good, Liam. How are you? I'm... I am in my house. I am socially distanced. My hands are so fucking clean. I'm unsocially distanced. Like, I'm trying to get as far away from anyone as possible. It's been nearly a year. <sighs> Fuck. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was my... It... It was my birthday the other day. How'd that so, go? Happy birthday, me. Well done. It, so it was really weird that last year I had like a big party where there was the majority of the people that I knew and I haven't seen most of them yeah. since then. Other than on Skype and video calls, like how we're doing this. That was depressing. This isn't the live stream. That's the depressing one. This is the fucking <laughs> podcast. This is a distraction from the real world. Start talking about bums and willies. Here to pull questions out of a hat and see what they say, and that's the whole point of the podcast, is uh, Richard Jackson. I'm really sorry I said er before your name, like I literally forgot who you were. That happens. That happens. It's fine. You would be the first. Richard Jackson of Valverde Broadcasting and Richard Jackson... um, I forgot the word for video. (laughs) I'm really (laughs) nailing it. It's it's video. Yeah. Well, right now, yeah. universal credit claimant is my prior <laughs> occupation. Uh, There's one I was for the LinkedIn. It, uh, yes, before the plague we're having, mm. I, I used to do cinematography and videography. Uh, but right now, mostly wanking. Yeah. And McDonald's sometimes. <laughs> you know, there are other fast foods available, but that's how I choose to debase myself. But none of them are so sexy. Indeed. Yeah, Ben knows. Happy birthday, you ben, wanna... by the way. Thank you. You ever want to wank over a rat you don't want to go to kfc <laughs> yeah keep it keep it bovine not keep into this it, keep it mackie d's not into the poultry wanks not my style <laughs> <laughs> hashtag poultry wanks it's <laughs> he's, look, he's, no, i love that's what i love about this show is like liam you see liam just like goes down to the pads yep, that's right that's one. here's the ti- here's one of the titles yep poultry in lotion <laughs> Ben, I mean, I'm, I'm not a musician, pre- but I want to cut an album called that now. Can you help me? <laughs> yes. I mean, I've yes. written three songs just now. They're all, they're all, they're all terrible. <laughs> oh, right, oh next lockdown, this is what we're doing. Bloody hell. Anyway, thanks for having me again, guys. Good That's to be back. Right. Thanks for, um, I, I'd normally say thanks for making time for us, but thanks for... <laughs> existing, existing. Is the, yeah, existing I... near a microphone. Truly, the bare minimum. <laughs> wow, dude. Um, let Let's top and tail with um, links. Where can people find you and or Valverde online? Uh, we are easy to find. If you, well, I hope so. Uh, just Valverde Broadcasting. If you whack that into Google, you'll get all of our social media. You'll get our YouTube. So. Um, you know, if you would like to go to Twitter or Facebook, that's great, but that's increasingly for old people, I think. Um, and we don't know what TikTok is or how it works. So we're on YouTube still, uh, and that's where the majority of our stuff is, and we do live streams and things. Uh, live streams once a week, and when the plague is over, hopefully we'll go back to doing pre-recorded shows again. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's supposed to be funny it's definitely about movies that is a fact whether or not it's funny is completely <laughs> uh, subjective um but yeah i'm really selling it i was <laughs> just like oh well, yeah, man. we exist you can point your face at it for a bit i suppose but whatever and that's why we have such we'll be movies. there if you want <laughs> yeah yeah well i can i can i promise you that day in day out myself and my co-host duncan casey convert oxygen to carbon dioxide 24 7 like that's just a fact and like, they're doing that for you. <laughs> yeah, those are those are gas facts you can take to the bank, and that's what you get at Valverde Broadcasting. I've I've found more and more that actively telling people to not engage with the stuff I make <laughs> somehow increases the numbers. <clears throat> there is that. I do think people have that inveterate contrarianism. Oh yeah. And as soon as you tell them what to do, they'll do the opposite. Yeah. And just like don't look at my show and they'll go, fuck you, I'm gonna look at your show and they'll go and do it. Out of spite. It's yeah, insane. That's exactly why the the tagline for our show is podcast for geeks, artists and terrible people. If you listen to this, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. You artsy bellend. What's wrong with you? There's uh, other things to do. <clears throat> Have you heard of no such thing as a fish? You could be educating yourself anyway. Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. The thing about the hat is it is omnipresent, so you will find after recording today that there will be a new hat in your domicile somewhere. That's fantastic. So how do I explain this beanie? Why does it smell of... Is that brimstone? Wow. It's a very low-budget version of that one bit from The Prestige, and I love it. Yes, exactly. David Bowie has made a hat machine. (laughs) <laughs> Which is the original title for the film? I'd, I'd watch that. Really? <laughs> yes, Ben. Really? I hope it is. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if you're lying to me. Okay, this question is—it's more of an instruction than a question. Recast a movie with actors from another movie. So, like, I assume like the um, the premiere cast, the the Han, Luke, and Leia have to become the Katniss and. Boys Peter and the guy. other one. Thank you. Right. You know, there's a very popular thing people like to do online where you recast. It's not exactly what you've asked, so I do apologise, but you recast a film with Muppets and you retain one human character. Have you heard that? Yes. So, oh. for example, Die Hard, John McClane remains and everyone else is a Muppet. Yes. Um, and then you work around. So, to me, like Hans Gruber is Sam the Eagle. Like, definitely. Like, it has to be Sam the Eagle. And then, like,. I don't know who's smug enough to be. You need someone smug enough to be Ellis. That's who's the smuggest Muppet. You know what I mean? It's quite a good. It's a fun. Anyway, that is mm. not what you asked. But, um, um, the, the banana one I from Bert that... and Ernie. <laughs> the banana one. I can't remember which one's the yellow one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I don't actually. Know either. Bert, 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 is it Bert as Hans Gruber would be quite fun. Oh God, that's good because he's so inveterately grumpy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I sort of like Fozzie would be Al Powell. You know, good old Twinkie munching Al Powell would be possible. <laughs> yes. I think I would recast, basically, in that vein, I would quite like to do Carry On Commando or Carry On carry on True Lies. You know what I mean? So you got, you got <laughs> uh, the late Kenneth Williams and, you know, good old Sid and Barbara Windsor. In fact, Carry On Die Hard would be quite good. I quite like the idea of Sid as John McClane and then Barbara Windsor as Holly. And then, yeah, you could, because you could really go to town with that. It's such a broad cast and more kind of innuendos and stuff. Because Die I Hard like has zero innuendos, I think. Because there was such a big cast on the Carry On films, you could put those into any of like the big major ones. So like Harry Potter could be done with oh, yeah. the Carry Ons. Lord of the Rings 
could be done with the Carry On cast. Mm. I don't know. I know there's a lot of them, but I don't know if there's quite enough to redo Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah, because because Game of Thrones has lots of graphic sex. It makes the innuendo completely redundant. <laughs> oh. So like, if if someone is like, you know, it's Game of Thrones. Someone's being fucked doggy style in a scene. Uh, and then you've got like someone going ooh large melons. It doesn't really work because <laughs> it's like someone's there's actually it's like it's like oh quital penetration. It's like like a single entendre. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, I'd like to insert my erect penis into her vagina. Like type. It doesn't have any. It's completely robbed of its agency. If, it, if you do that, it makes like because obviously the the problem with the amount of um, sex in Game of Thrones is that like it's it kind of suffers from that whole like oh, rape is a narrative device situation or, like, how can we demonstrate that this man has a lot of money? Oh, because he owns all these naked chicks. Great, well done. Really highbrow stuff there, George R.R. But I think if you have, like, male and female characters just making, like, constant uh, raunchy jokes throughout, it kind of makes the sex scenes, like, a little bit less uh, intimidating and a little friendlier because it's more like, right. oh, everyone's just way horny all the time. It's not that, like, oh, these women have to turn to prostitution because, like, it's low fantasy and there's nothing else to do. Or, like, the these men are having a mad power play and dominating these women. It's like, no, everyone's just way up for it the whole time. And it doesn't matter <laughs> yes. what your character is. So I sort of prefer that. Carry On has that kind of, because Carry On has that kind of censored, slightly chased 50s, 60s, 70s British sauciness. Yes. Where people talk about sex all the time, but I, I, I don't believe any of them actually do it. Like no. the Confessions films are literally about a window cleaner getting laid. Whereas <laughs> Carry On, it's kind of like everyone talks about, because quite a lot of it, like Kenneth Williams, very clearly an out gay man, as he was, um, his whole thing <clears throat> is being afraid of sex. Yes. And a few of them, few of the characters mm. have that kind of chase British thing of being afraid of sex. So no one's actually having sex. Whereas in the Confessions films, that dude goes around, Robert, Robin Asquith goes around having sex with people related to whichever profession he's in. And it involves <laughs> closing a door and going, whoop, and that's sex. You know, whereas in Carry On, people talk about large melons and I'd like to get my hands around that. But, but then you never feel like anybody actually does it. If if they're ever in bed, they've got like separate single beds. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if yes. they do have, they just sort of cuddle and roll around. There's there's no kissing they, yes. or groping or anything. It's just and there's that smash cut. They'll they'll run they'll roll around on the beds, kissing on the cheek, and then it will smash cut to mm -hmm. you know something. You know, it's not even it's not even the Kuleshov effect of like a train going in a tunnel. It, it smash cuts to like a man slipping on a banana and farting. They don't fart in carry. They don't even fart in carry on, do they? Like they're so. Um, I've got to say, I'm a big supporter of the British film industry. I fucking detest carry on. I think it's awful. <laughs> like I've really? I've never. I've never. I can't do it. And I. It's really because I think actually it's it, it's incredibly important. Like it's really important to British film, and its place in the British film industry is very important, and its story is very important. I can't watch the films. I just can't. I can't, it gives me, there are two things that make me kind of weirdly queasy. One is a carry on film and the other one is the theme tune to Noel's House Party. And the theme no, tune to Noel's House Party, you know that kind of thing, that, that kind of synesthesia when you link memories to, to sounds and smells? When I hear the Noel's House Party theme tune, I think of dreary Saturday nights in the early 90s and I can smell burnt Finder's crispy pancakes. Yeah. And I just get really sort of nauseous. And the carry-on has the similar kind of like burnt flapjack on a wet Wednesday sort of 
feel oh to me. God. I feel like I'm, I've, I've sort of exposed you both to my own counselling session. <laughs> no, that, that's what <laughs> that's podcasts fine. are. That's what we're here for. Carry on screaming. I'd like Carry On Screaming with Harry I Corbett. loved Carry that's, On Screaming. That's like a legitimately good, quite clever riff on Amicus and Hammer, right? So it's yeah. And I love Harry H. Corbett, man. I think he's great. Like I, I love Steptoe and stuff. And have you ever seen the uh, the Mitchell and Webb sketch where yes. the, <laughs> yes, the guys hired for the raunchy 1970s British sitcom hospital it was like, oh, yeah. pair of jugs. Do you want me to fuck them? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so Shall good. I? I fucking love those guys. Oh, look at this is my large long rod. Shall I get my dick out? <laughs> yeah, shall I get my dick out? <laughs> the, the, the Queen Victoria sketch in Mitchell and Webb. Oh. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The cum one? That it is one of the like most cum. It's every town, every park in every town for the rest of time is going to smell like, smell like cum. cum. Well, it's just going to have it, to smell like cum then, isn't it? You <laughs> can't, you are the queen. You can't tell the people that the trees smell of cum. <laughs> You're just going to have to have the boiling. trees. <laughs> what it's all been for. <laughs> I am a Victorian. I am boiling in this hat and this coat and with this beard. And I can't move in my house for little plinths with statues of crying orphans on them. It's it's the most... I've, we've gone way off topic. That genuinely is one of the most finely crafted sketches yeah. you'll ever see. And it oh. plays perfectly because really David Mitchell should be Queen Victoria. Oh, right? massively. Of, but... but it, because he's playing the Prime Minister, he's, it's absolutely an avenue for him to do a perfect, you know, Robert, uh, David Mitchell rant. He gets to do the indignant rant in the vein of Victorian. And then just Robert Webb squatting in a dress. Yeah, and just hopping along. Just... It looks like he sat down, but then she walks off <laughs> exactly the same height. I, I, I honestly think I could, I could live for a thousand years and I would never write anything 1% as good as that. No, like that, that is guaranteed no. to cheer me up no. anytime I watch it. It's amazing. Incredible sketch. Uh, I'm going I'm to bring it way down now. I can't hear Noel's health party theme without remembering that he killed a guy. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, he's got a case of the John. It's something he has in co- the thing he has in common with John Landis is uh, causing someone's death by helicopter, which is weird. <laughs> it was a helicopter, wasn't it? It's it's a very, was a cra- it was a, cra- a portaloo on a crane, wasn't it? <laughs> or a fo- Sorry, or a uh, phone uh, box. I should probably respect the dead. I thought it was bungee jumping. Has he killed gonna, more than one guy? Wait, <laughs> I I thought that he was. They were doing a thing, and there was this. They they had a the, the prank was it was they were someone went in a toilet or a phone box and they lifted it up, hold on, and then something got, broke. Um, uh, I've got. I, I, luckily, if if you Google the phrase "Who did Noel Edmonds kill?" you get one of those automatic Google results where it serves you the thing in, in caps in in, in big letters. Uh, Michael Lush was killed mm. by Noel Edmonds um, because as Ben it, Michael, uh, volunteer Michael Lush was killed during his first rehearsal for another love stunt the stunt called Hang'em High involved bungee jumping from an exploding box suspended from a 120 foot high crane the carabiner right. clip attaching his bungee jump to the crane sprung loose from its eye bolt during the jump he died instantly of multiple injuries and the show was cancelled on the 15th of November we really have lowered the tone haven't we roll the tape <laughs> <laughs> and he's here today um Yep, so uh, I guess I would recast uh, Star Wars <laughs> oh, <yes>. with Jaws. <laughs> we'll call it Star Jaws. 
and it's only Jaws. And it's a stage show where he's on a stool and he comes out and he sits down with... Um, oh, the, the shark sits down in the centre of the stage with a cigarette in one, fuck it, hand. Um, martini in the other. And it's like, you know, I used to shoot wild brats. So it's and then he just... Bruce, Bruce the Shark from Jaws in yep. Star Jaws. Star Jaws. And it's a one-man kind of fringe type show. One can it be? Can it be about... Star Wars, but somehow featuring the late James Bond Jaws actor Richard Keel. I think they come and out and they Jaws swap down. the wigs on Jaws because obviously Jaws can't swap their own wigs. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, no reach. Yeah. Or, or indeed, or talk. Or, sen- <laughs> that or, or what humans consider sentient. Maybe they're yeah, yeah. they're behind the shark doing like really basic <laughs> puppeteering, so the shark in that way becomes. I mean, not quite even recast, have you? You've, you've crossed yeah. genres. You've, you've have just you've, you've a done a show. gritty yeah. reboot. Star Jaws. Gritty reboot, exactly. But it's one of those, it'll be way gritty. It's one of those ones that like is ostensibly about a recreation of the show, but like between every scene, you know, George Lucas never wore trousers. <laughs> and then just like dish on like just go off script between character sections. Um, it's not a good idea. But I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but it's but an, it is idea. an idea, which is and more I, than Ben and I had. We were just talking about Noel Edmonds' related death. Yeah, I mean, I'll fill in the Arts Council paperwork for Star Jaws now. I think it's a real right. winner. Did do you know about the? Did do you guys know about what John Landis? What happened with John Landis in the Twilight Zone movie? No, like, what, go he, on. Who he killed? This is fucked the fuck up. So hooray! Tw- oh yeah, the Twilight Zone movie was directed by a th- it was three segments and it was Spielberg, Landis, and I think Toby Hooper. So they were doing an anthology movie. And John Landis's one was the only one that wasn't a remake. So I think the one of them is uh, John Lithgow doing Shatner's Terror at Fifty Thousand Feet episode in cool. a movie format, right? But the there's a cowboy actor kind of West actor called Vic Morrow who was in the one John Landis did, and there's a scene where he and two Vietnamese children, because it's set in Vietnam. Uh, are running away from a helicopter and in real life the helicopter crashed into them and decapitated all of them and killed them and John Landis was cleared of manslaughter quite some years later because it was a really drawn out process so two children and a famous actor were fucking killed by a helicopter Um, and it's really fucked up and and people kind of pinned it on them they were filming in Vietnam I think they were actually filming in Vietnam yeah because the the children were Vietnamese children and um, yeah people kind of wanted to pin it on the negligence of Blues Brother director John Landis. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's Whoa. the helicopter-related bearded men killing people with a helicopter. Or... It's not a big list on IMDb, but like, <laughs> it is the most searched. I would recast Star Wars with the cast from Shrek 2. Nice. The cast from or the characters from? The characters, the actual... So Shrek yeah. is Luke... Luke Shrekwalker, got it. Right. Fiona, Princess... Le- F- Princess Leia, Fiona. Princess Leona. Yeah. And then Donkey as Han. <gasps> oh, very Donkey good. as Han is a And then, call. and, obviously, Dragon as Chewie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes, the, the because horny dragon. Because, shut up! You know. Um, gingerbread Man for Lando Calrissian. Mmm. Little Gingy. Yeah. I would very much like to have Prince Charming as Darth Vader only because then that means we get um, Fairy Godmother Palpatine. Oh, nice. And nice. I would love to see Jennifer Saunders 
fairy godmother in the little evil robe and shooting electric out of her wand. That's pretty great. Um, I, I think it, it you know, and there's enough little she and it's Disney. Star Wars is Disney now. It wouldn't be too much of a jump. And then forty years it's, from now, Disney owns everything. Disney owns Shrek, right? Probably. That's Dream, it's DreamWorks, but they DreamWorks, will. but they, they had to give a on load a of money. Timeline, Disney owns. They everything. had to have a big thing with Disney because of all of the fucking Disney characters and the fairy tale <clears> stuff that's mainly Disney, like Pinocchio. It's yeah. an old story, but they must have had to clear that with Disney. Things that should be public domain, but cruel. Which aren't. aren't because yeah. Like you... Mickey Mouse, except they don't want it to be, so shut up, we're Disney. Yeah, I yeah, have exactly. A, I have a three-point plan for this. Right. First point, we make, we make Shrek Wars happen, yeah? So 40 years from now, Shrek Wars is like a household name, the same as Star Wars is now. Uh, we start a spin-off podcast... Uh, maybe Ben dies. I don't know. I'm not planning anything. And then third the point, fuck? we pull out a very similar... Yeah, sorry, you're in my plan. You're dead like halfway through. He, he's going to Noel Edmonds, you, oh. Ben. I'm going to know Edmonds. Oh. Get in this portal. Don't worry about the bungee cord or the TNT. <laughs> so point three is we, we pull out a, a very similar post-it... Um, recast a movie with actors from another movie. Right, here's my pitch. You know Shrek Wars. Let's do Shrek Jaws. So it's a one-man show with a shark who plays all the characters of Shrek cast in Star Wars. So he's just paint a shark painted green on a stool with a cigarette and a martini. Um, uh, I am. I feel shoot... like you're trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit. I mean, I'm into it, but I definitely feel like Liam's got this one-man show thing going on. Yeah, it's, I, it, it's it's a shark doing Star Wars, but it's green, and also Noel Edmonds somehow. <laughs> That's how they end. I'm not the show. sure. It's the grand. I'm finale. not sure how true this is, but when Shrek the Musical was a thing, um, I think it was Amanda Holden played F uh, Princess Fiona. Yeah, and for the little trans. Spoiler alert, if you've not seen Shrek, she's an ogre. What? Mm. So the bit where she turns from Fiona to ogre. Fioga. She like had to... So they do really quick costume changes. There's, lots mm -hmm. of th there's a traditional one in Panto where the uh, pantomime dame walks across the stage, but she'll walk past like a tiny door or a tree or something and come out the other side in a completely different outfit, different wig, different everything. Mm. And just be like, yeah, fucking, fucking did that. It's all Velcro, a huge amount of costume people taking stuff off, putting it back on while the actor just walks. Yeah. They, this is what I, I need to, I can't 100% confirm this, but they did a similar thing with Amanda Holden but because she had to go from Amanda Holden to Ogre, they just had a green paint roller yes. on her face. Yeah. Right. So it whilst is. they were taking, doing all of this stuff, the magic of theatre, just slap her with a bit of green paint and boot her back out on stage. I mean, at least they didn't do a spray can in the face. Like, there you go. <laughs> I don't know why Shrek the, Shrek the Musical seems to be massively unpopular. It's genuinely one of the best things I've ever watched. Like sincerely, like the um, 
was it towards the it was a couple of years ago i think when it came out um i think you can find it semi-legally on youtube but like just the mm-hmm. casting for the donkey is incredible the casting for the the uh prince holy shit just it's really good if you have it kind of like, like a rotating west end cast type deal yeah 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 the stage rotates and like just the songs in it are incredible I, I absolutely I realised people didn't like it because I, you know it's a very funny movie and it's very popular. But I can't see how that would be bad. I'm sure it can. I, you know, I thought it was a stupid like idea. Oh, right. Everything's a stupid idea. But it doesn't mean that it was bad. Yeah. Can, can we talk about Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark? Uh, yes. What you is Spider-Man: Spider-Man? Turn Off the Dark? Are you, familiar? Oh, this is amazing. So they did. They wanted after the Spider-Man movie, the Sam Raimi one, they wanted a Broadway show of Spider-Man. It's called Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, and the music was written by uh, fucking Bono, which tells you everything you need to know. And oh. I think it was Bono, or maybe you two in general. And it was like this really expensive spectacle in that they had a guy in a Spidey suit on wire work and stuff. And I think one of the actors. So you had one guy as Peter Parker, and then obviously transition to Spider-Man would be a different performer. And I think, firstly, it was a massive fiasco. It was really expensive. Nobody wanted to watch it. It was quite bad. Yeah. Uh, so it went down very badly. And I think one of the Spider-Man an- actors was was injured because they hadn't properly done, you know, the, the 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 due diligence, I suppose, on the stunts and things. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it came out. Everyone was just like, "This is awful. What the fuck were you thinking?" Oh, also, someone's quadriplegic now, or whatever. Like, not that didn't actually happen. Noel, was, was this uh, you again? Noel Edmonds presents Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, co-produced <laughs> by John Landis. It's the, the helicopter scene. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone was killed or, or, or long-term injured. But yeah, it was this huge fiasco. It was just wow. a really dreadful kind of uh, thing. And uh, it was all in the news at the time. Oh, I just see Ben's Spidey tattoo just popped up as I... Oh, as, as yes. I that. That's cool. Ben has context-appropriate tattoos. That, is, that, that, that appeared as I said it. it just sort of... Unfortunately, my one of Kenneth Williams is on an area that you could not show via web. <laughs> I really want that to be true. That's <laughs> around his navel has got. Should I get my cock out? <laughs> In a nice circular. <laughs> yeah, comic sounds. <laughs> it's a very unoffensive font. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to well, abduct children, comic use comic sounds. sounds. The great British comic artist Dave Gibbons, who, who uh, illustrated Watchmen and loads of 2000 AD stuff, he letters his own work quite often, not always. Mm. He's a really amazing letterer. He's an incredible draftsman. Uh, he's from Hertfordshire, actually. Um, he, the people who made Comic Sans claimed it was based on his lettering, and he was just like, no, no, absolutely not. I'm not okay with this. Because he's a, he's a, his letter, letters are gorgeous. He's like an amazing draftsman. And he was just like, no, absolutely not. That's not all right. <laughs> I can't remember there's an interesting anyway. So there's an interesting thing about Comic Sans is it's the best font to take notes with. Like if you're in university or a lecture or anything like that, if you take notes with Comic Sans, just the way that your brain looks at it, it just makes it so much easier to read and withhold the information. It's apparently very useful for dyslexics as well. Apparently, for similar reasons to you just described, Ben, I've heard that dyslexic people find it easier to digest Comic Sans in print. Mm. It's really, really interesting because it is like you mm. know, it's a horrible font, but it annoyingly has this good. Thing. It's, Unlike it's Papyrus, which font. is just for wankers, but, <laughs> but Comic Sans. It's you know, three separate um, kebab houses on Mill Road that all use Papyrus. <laughs> 
as their like at, not just their logo but like the actual the print above the shop is just in papyrus and this... like if you can recognize a font from early 2000s microsoft word like you have not tried very hard <laughs> <laughs> There's a place on Mill Road. I can't remember what type of cuisine it is, and it's I won't name it, but it's next to the International Food Place, and it's across from the old people's home. I think it's Algerian food or something. It's this beautifully appointed restaurant. It's quite new. You might mm. know the one. It's got those kind of pendant lights in the window. Yes. And it has a, a gold metal, metal sign in Comic Sans, and, ah. like, everything about it is gorgeous. It's a beautiful looking... I've never, I'm not eating there, but it's a really lovely inviting place with glass front and it's got a gold metal comic and it's like what monkey poor wish created this fucking <laughs> this design choice what happened that led you to this point spent all this money and then the sign maker went well you've only got enough for comic sans <laughs> some kind of perv- it, i find it genuinely perverse actually when i walk past it i find it upsetting to look at i love that the first <sighs> point issue was the font not like the gold plated lettering it's just like can you do me at least impact bold like nah mate you like nah. <laughs> They got sold a bunch of Comic Sans letters in bulk that they can't shift. <laughs> they just sat around in their bloody. What do we call our? What do we call our bar? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no just vowels. the leftovers from the other bar. Okay, does anybody know any Klingon? We'll call it Kapwach. <laughs> it's just, just a shit. Draw just a sharpie big barrel Klingon. of apostrophes. <laughs> just draw like sharpie Klingon foreheads on all the bar stuff, like. Welcome to Glark, I will be a Gavavava. As a, as a Trekkie, or a Trekker as some prefer, I would absolutely go to a half ass Klingon restaurant. Of course Particularly you if it's just sharpied on. Because if you full ass it, it's not fun for anyone. Right? Exactly. Tuesday, Tuesday 5 till 7 is happy. Blog, blog, drink for Try the targ. <laughs> oh, what do they call it? Klingons eat live worms. Oh, What's that? I can't remember what it's called. Klingon. Well, just doing Gross. Star Trek things. They have a dish where they eat what, uh, live worms. Also, I found a recipe for Klingon blood wine the other day, which I really quite like the look of. Um, Stage one Kling- sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Stage anyway. one, start a blood feud. Stage two, harvest blood from said feud. Stage three, drink blood. Stage four, profit. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to make Klingon blood wine because uh, lockdown and alcoholism, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have a hobby, man. Um, we've been on this fucking recaster movie for nearly 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, does anyone want to throw anything else in there before I put it out? It's misery. Oh, I've just moved my camera back some bollocks. That's okay. Um, M- Muppet Dead Man's Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for Muppet anything, to be honest. You p- sick bastard. Muppet Pulp Fiction? Oh my god, if they do Muppet Pulp Fiction, it needs to be Samuel Jackson screaming, English motherfucker, do you speak it to Beaker? Yes. <laughs> so we're doing the Muppet <laughs> thing again, Richard. We've come full circle. We're doing Muppet Pulp Johnny Fiction. Um, yeah, I love it. So I guess Samuel L. Jackson would be the, the human character throughout. Um, and Gonzo. The, it has Gonzo very troubling to... implications for the bring out the gimp scene. Animal. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh no! And presumably, oh, again, Ving Rhames. Who's the, it's probably Sam the Eagle? I can only char- I can yep. only cast. Yeah. So Muppet having his way with Sam. And I, um, I don't know about uh, any of this. Uma Thurman's character, Big Bird. 
Nice, very good. Yeah. Uh, John Travolta. Oh. Ernie. I mean, you I could, would like you John could put Tra Kermit and Piggy in those roles. If you yes. want a bit, bit Route One, I know, but you could, you know, to to, to give it, give the romantic tension, you know. Kermit and Piggy could work. I for just for the Royale with cheese bit. I thought Gonzo for John Travolta. Oh, oh but yes, just nice. The, and you're you're retaining Samuel L. Jackson as the human character. And Samuel L. Jackson as a human. Mm. It's a mm. Royale with cheese. <laughs> oh, can who is his name? The Wolf, who comes and cleans up the dead body. Mr. Wolf, yeah. yeah. Fuzzy Bear. Yes, yes. yes. Just really suit. happy, really friendly. <laughs> Just washing blood out of himself constantly. <laughs> Conversation hot podcast. Uh, what's the worst song to get stuck in your head? He's back I mean, if, and if, he's got a new trick. Magical Trevor is ten times as slick as the last time. The last time you saw him, now you can see why we really adore him. You might think his new trick is sick. Soaring a pigeon in half with a stick. Look at the pigeon, now it's in two. Oh no, his rear end is having a poo in aisle two. That's where they store the ragu. There's so much ragu. That's been in my head for 20 years. And genuinely, Ooh, wow. I think it might cause me to go on a gun massacre because it's just <laughs> on low-key playing here. It's from a kind of... Def I think it's defunct. Do you remember Mr. Weeble from I, the old school I mean, internet? You, I remember that's Weeble. The, that's the second mm. one. I've, I've got it that. Is, Everyone loves Magical Trevor. The tricks that he does are ever so clever. Look at him now, disappearing a cow. Where is the cow? Hidden right now. Taking a bow, bow is magical, magical Trevor. Trevor. Everybody thinks that the trick is clever. <laughs> Look at him there with, <laughs> with his leathery, leathery whip. It's, it's full of magic. And with a little flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the cow, cow is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cow is back, 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 back from his magical journey. What did he see in a parallel dimension? He saw, he saw beans, beans, lots of beans, beans lots of beans, lots of beans, oh, beans, lots of beans, lots of beans, lots of beans, everyone loves Magical <laughs> Trevor. And then it just goes round and round for for for, for all of yeah, time. In, ad infinitum. What I love about Weeble is that, like, you think, oh, like, silly cartoons from, like, early 2000s, those songs go fucking yeah. on forever. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my like, God, yes. look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Give it a look. I just go. That's it. I'm I, doing a thing about a horse. I was able to mollify minutes. my friend's um, six-month-old son by singing Magical Trevor to him, um, which <laughs> was on the way to a New Year's party, which was fine, because every time he screamed, I would sing to him and he would stop. He would you like transfix, like when someone hypnotises a chicken with a bit of chalk. <laughs> but the problem was on the way back, I was dreadfully hungover and about to puke at any given minute. And the only way to stop the screening oh, no. was for me to look backwards in a moving car and sing. And it was very Ooh. difficult for me to split oh. the difference as to what was better. Um, I started off with I started off with yeah. the Planet of the Apes song from Troy McClure in The Simpsons, and then I moved <laughs> on to Magical Trevor because I was able to sort of neatly loop it as Ben rightly points out because it goes on and on. It, yeah, and, uh, it, yeah, it worked. Now he's more kind of cognitive and is speaking and stuff because he's like two or three, and I just think he'd be like, "What are you?" <laughs> what is, when, when he's six, he's like not making memories. It's fine, but now he's just be like, "What is this?" It was this fucking weird, weird arsehole. But it works. So if you do want to mollify children, uh, I can recommend <laughs> Magical Trevor. So there you go. Uh, Weeble does quite a lot of live streaming these ah. days. If you want to catch his Twitch, he does. He just works on like animations and music and stuff, and sometimes plays games. Oh, I'm glad that he. Um, I'm glad it's, he's still. It's a he's fun still little hang. I saw him at. Um, 
He had he used to have tables at Comic Cons and stuff, and you could buy the Weeble and Bob. Yeah, Isn't Weeble and Bob end up on like they did like Channel Four or E Four did a Weeble and Bob thing. I think so. Yeah, um, he's one of those. I view him as one of the what I kind of still refer to as the classical internet. He's kind of those one of those grand old men of the classical internet, like David Firth. Oh or yeah. Whatever, and, yeah, like uh, Tom Scar as well is another one. Like I, for, I was trying to kill time the other day. I watched all the Astor movies one after the other. Lots of good, some some misses in there, but lots right. of good stuff. Is um, I think Tom Scar's in a similar boat. Like he's still making stuff, but like trying to balance the uh, the kind of humour that got them well known in the first place. With yeah, I actually kind of need some corporate gigs because right. <laughs> cause YouTube is not is not is not butter and no toast no more. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Those guys really should have transferred quite neatly to YouTube, but didn't necessarily do so. So I think you know the, the era of flash yeah. animation is gone now, and all those guys seem to yes. have stuff on there, but it didn't quite. Because you remember, you, you guys must have gone on Newgrounds back in the day. Yeah, I, I was into Newgrounds. Oh, I've, I've got. Yeah, a, yeah. Um, do you remember Harry Partridge? I have a picture yeah, yeah. of me by Harry Partridge I got for my birthday, um, and I've, I've spoken ah. to Harry a little on Twitter uh, DMs. He's lovely, so nice man. He. He That's is cool. legit. so he's, he's there's a picture of me as as Judge Dredd getting out of RoboCop's car, um, and yes. and when I shave my head, I just message message him one day because I've got it framed on my living room wall, and I was like, hey Harry, look, um, I'm using this as my Twitter avatar, and I'm bald now, uh, and he made me look very handsome, which was kind of him. But I was like, would you mind? <laughs> can I just pay you? to make me pulled in this picture so I have an up-to-date, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just did it for free. And he was like, oh, no, no worries, man. Uh, just give me some time. And a couple of weeks later, popped out. He's lovely, man. And genuinely, I'm so, like, kissing his ass. But he's legitimately a kind of genius, I think. I mean, the, the, the quality mm. of the animation he does, because he works very slowly because he doesn't hire anybody. And it's just, like, the amount yeah. of detail in his animation is off the scale it's incredible I mean he's like he, he's kind of like a modern day Don Bluth I think I really put him up in that yes you know I hold him in that kind of esteem uh, or wow. even like a Fleischer you know what I mean like he's like a real mm. classical animator I think it's incredible um, did he do Starbearings yes that's kind Was of his ongoing thing yeah Starbearings that's the one that really stuck in my that's a uh, comparatively a more recent one but that's like the one that stuck in my head um, I get stuck in my head quite often um, music that I've written, which is like the worst because I'll hear it with all the mistakes that I think are there. Right. And then I'll, and then I'll get home at the end of the day and be like, I do, I really need to fix that fucking track. And then I'll sit down and be like, oh, actually, it's fine. Well, now I don't know. So this what isn't to kind do. of lyrical music, presumably. This is instrumental music. Yeah. Some of it's so like it's it's. Uh, like short little bits for the conversation hat it's uh, commercial work it's like film work like some of the different things I do so many stupid things Uh, like at the moment I'm working on a remix of the uh, a sort of jazzy lo-fi version of the uh, the parish council meeting (laughs) because that's on the button mate joy is is fleeting life is chaos um the internet moves fast, so that, that's what I'm currently working on. So I, I fell asleep going, you do not have the skibbity bop authority, Jackie Weaver, boo-doo-doo. <laughs> Read them and understand them, skibble bop oh God. <laughs> yeah, the Troy McClure, Planet of the Apes song. I love that. I love that song. And I sing it to myself constantly. And it's completely benign. It There's has no my, problem yeah. whatsoever, you know. One of my favourite Simpsons jokes is in that, which is the 
Um, can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. It also has the breakdown as well when it goes into a. Uh, he goes into Amadeus for Dr. Zayas. Yeah. <laughs> he goes out and breaks down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> to the degree that, you know, because there are many, many really good Simpsons songs and it's something they did in the first 10 years. Oh, my God. Monorail. Monorail. Oh, my God, Monorail. That is one of, again, one of the most finely, because Co- uh, Conan uh, O'Brien wrote that episode. Uh, the Simpsons, yeah, yeah really, the Simpsons writer, and that wow. that again is one of the of most finely crafted pieces of comedy. That and yeah. I know it's been done to death, but like steamed hams, steamed hams is yeah. wonderful. Like the internet's kind of ruined it, and I'm part of that. But as a kind of what it's like <laughs> two minutes, and it's a two minute encapsulation of those characters, their their relationship and their inherent tension, their inherent tension. Written this really yeah. stupid scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's incredible. Like, again, I, again, I could live for a thousand years. I'll never write anything one percent as good as that. It's so I good. Am going back to Crap the Muppets. Say. <laughs> yes, bring it back to Muppets, Ben. And, and to Go the on. question that was asked. Manermana. Oh yes. L- yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Such enough. a fun song. You could we could all go Nanamana do 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 Nanamana do 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 BNBN do do and then everyone enjoys that bit and then someone goes and then everyone else joins in again. That's such a that's such a dad joins the ensemble busting through the room. Yeah, he was listening. And everyone has a lovely time. And then yeah. it's Tuesday. <laughs> and it's still in your head. Mm. And you go, mm, you could make mm-mm. you could make an apocalypse movie about that. You could so so you start. I did this before we start recording. I'm going to set the scene. Right, living room. Kids start singing. Sister joins in. Mom joins in. Dad busts in. And then they're in the shopping. They're in Sainsbury's. Cashier joins in. Driving home. Nuclear blast goes off in the distance. Right, left turn. Here we go. And then like... Chaos, chaos, chaos! Everyone's like bleeding everywhere, and then you just cut to the desolate landscape, faintly glowing red because of the the nuclear whatever. And then they're just they're they're the sister, father, and mother are around the campfire. They've got the younger brother on a skewer <laughs> over the fire, and they're just going <laughs> just slowly roasting Timmy, <laughs> just um, on a spit. Intra- I, I Rotisserie like Jimmy. Jimmy. There's demons inside of me that I need to take let's care do, of. Let's do this um, kind of Muppet-infused version of Cormac McCarthy's The Road, complete with roasting <laughs> children like The Road. It's really... Yes. I thought you were going to go down, because we had that minor wave of, of sensory deprivation films here, Bird Box and The Quiet Place. I thought you were going to do kind yeah, of yeah. like a killer earworm film. Like, Because <gasps> the trailer would be like... Da-da-da-da-da... Manana. And it's all like empty streets and stuff. And then you've got kind of like foaming rage zombies. Like, da, 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 da. like with Big pounding. Like, bah, 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 bah. And, but you got to start with the mopey piano 
Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Oh my god. Ding, 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 ding. And it's like empty. And you have like a sort of, you know, a gutted Kermit toy on the floor and stuff. And, you know, like newspapers blowing around. I'd like, in the Day of the Dead, the classic Day of the Dead, the newspaper blows across the street and it lands and it says, The Dead Walk. I'd quite like that, but yeah. the headline says and all the letters, all the words that'd be great. And every bus stop has it written on it, every electronic sign. It's just yeah, this kind of this sort of earworm apocalypse. Do we say that like something about the the frequency of the the frequency that the rhythm creates? Well, like if you sing it on mass, is like the frequency that drives the human brain insane. Yes. So, and then you just repeat the last thing you heard, which was na na na, and you turn into a rage zombie. Was it, is... So, like, even if you you can't even really think about the song too hard, otherwise right. you just you just yeah. turn into a like rage that. I, I love the idea. You know, the film where yeah. someone's been bitten and they're trying to hide it. <laughs> I love the idea yes. of like someone's just like they hide somewhere and someone looks An on earbud fell out. Oh, just there's just a copy of like Muppets in Space, like not even a good one, like Muppets <laughs> from Space, like one of the rubbish Muppet projects on a wall, and they just start. Karen, no! Stay away! This is this. And then the final couple, the last two humans alive, are like hiding underneath a bed or something, and like so they're this close to each other, and the guy just goes, "Oh, one one second. <laughs> what did you just no, say? No, even no, better. No, no, da, 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 da. <gasps> even better. They the the couple escape, and then they're on a ship or they're on a cliff, and they see the ocean, beautiful shot. Everything's fine, and the sun's coming up, and and the the, the lady turns to the man and says, "Do you think we'll be okay?" And he goes, "I do." Do do do, and then it ends. <laughs> Yeah! Yes! Do that right. Chris Nolan ending. This is a wallet. Or maybe you have, in the distance, there's, there's a boat that's coming to rescue them. And then you see as it gets closer, it's called the US. <laughs> <laughs> the Conversation Hat Podcast. Name your food truck. What would it sell? We had... I had to... I made this up uh, with my friend Tim when we were at Boomtown uh, Festival a few years ago. We were like, we were looking at the kind of hipster foods and you know, like the dumb shit of selling cocktails in jam jars and stuff. And like, oh, oh yeah, let, let's, let's eat some couscous out of a hollowed out bowling ball or whatever. <laughs> right. We were like, what if you did a food van where it only sold, like it only sold, you know, when you see a tin of lilt that's been in a shop window for 10 years, that's bleached. Yeah, bloated cans of lilt that are sun bleached, yes. and you would have a tray of warm prawns that are left out in the sun, oh. and just like old rice, <laughs> all these like really obviously dangerous things you shouldn't eat. But if you put them in a van and yeah. charge really a lot of money and sold them in a lovely wicker basket, and just like that's what you sell, we think people would still buy it because they'd be like, "Oh, what clever thing are these people doing?" And it's like, "Well, it is just botulism." In fact, yeah. I, I would call the van, "Well, it is just botulism." <laughs> And just see who would go for it, because I think people would. You could, sell, rather than using plates, like the, obviously the, the fashionable thing is, like you say, half a bowling ball or a jam drawer or whatever, just used old point-of-sale displays for, like... Right. So they're all, like... They're, they're so old that it's not even Snickers, it's just a tray of marathon bars with, like, <laughs> some off-brand little knockoff that's bloated, and, like, if you drop it, it will explode. 
That's I, I do think I cut you a, a a retail pack of marathon bars. Yeah. Which is definitely like this. We get into Stuart Ashen territory of kind of borderline edible. Yeah. But like that's the kind of thing where someone they're, they're in a warehouse somewhere that the owner died. Someone and then they, that would sell on eBay for like a hundred quid yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the desiccated mummified marathon bar <laughs> and and opal fruits and salt and vinegar monster munch and all this all the the you know press have to pay respect all the old, to the sacks of yesterday. Yeah. I I'll be honest. I I got stuck on trying to make a pun with the word dal. So I was I was going to do something with Daleks, but then I couldn't. Right. I, I don't well, the, know enough Doctor Who to oh, make right. Gar- just to have garlic dal. Oh no, you garlic could do dal. yeah because you could have like Genesis of the Daleks if you were selling. Yes, because there's a few episode titles you could have Genesis of the Daleks. You could have uh, oh man, Victory of the Daleks. I mean yeah. yeah, it's that crossover between Indian cuisine and Doctor Who fans. Which so what I'm hearing is that I should have stuck with the with the Dalek. I didn't. Um, yeah, the best I could come up with is. Dal dal a log, hear me out. <laughs> Fucking hear me it's out. It's dal served from logs. Yeah, so you hollow out a log, you put like dal in right. the log, and then right. when you eat it, you realise that there's bits of scripts from Hollywood films just like right. burn into the inside of the so dialogue. And that itself is a conversation starter as well. It w- there would be talk. Absolutely. <laughs> what you could have done is served dal in like um, rolled up uh, pages of children's books, right? Because then you'd have you'd have rolled dal. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's come on. Yeah. So like basically, any any other dal pun would have been preferable. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I quite, I quite like the idea. Of, <laughs> I quite like the idea of having a salt lick restaurant, and it'd just be, it would be, well, it'd be a food van. So imagine a food van. So I yeah. could take, I'd be there taking my payments. We'd accept PayPal, and then there would be a fenced-off area with like a waist-high white picket fence, and then it would just be loads of washing line with salt licks hanging off it, and you could go in and pay to do a salt lick. It's not COVID safe, but you'd pay, and, call- and I would charge by the minute. Yeah. as well so quite reasonably so if you wanted to stand there doing salt licks all day you could if you just wanted to pop in for a quick salt lick it'd cost like a pound and it'd be scalable so it'd go down so you know if like three hours is like economy of scale so three hours would be like 20p a minute or something yeah. but one minute is a pound um i don't i don't even i i would really i'm very much about the utilitarianism of this and it'd just be called it's just fucking salt lick and there's a huge sign in impact font and it just says it's just fucking salt lick and it's me with a till and a paper thing and then a pen a salt lick pen for you to go and lick the salt but you could call it salt lick city <laughs> oh my god he's a machine he is a machine i love it oh my god yes all right ben ben, ben please come in on that with me 50 yeah. 50 split oh absolutely sure. you've made it this is so yeah Marketing for my and also you know lower down ones for children wheelchair access like height difference and stuff probably actually yeah it'd be quite nice I I'm really attached to the washing line idea but I would perhaps have a a kind of crank to lower them so you could lower it to your your adjustable height maybe all different well, we heights. could just have different yeah just have them as different heights different heights my and then you. the camera pans to the left. And there's me with just a desk going, so what I've done is I've got some dal. <laughs> Does anyone want any dal? I'm not salt? sure what to do with this now. 
I have a new pitch for a food truck. It's called Basic Bisque. Um, <laughs> real, real simple liquid food recipes. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Basic Bisque. Basic Bisque. <laughs> With, with, it's got to have some kind of live, life, love marketing. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basic bits. It's a goo candle in the corner. <laughs> I quite like the idea of, of, I'd like to start a business called White Girl Wasted, which just sells like bags of wine already removed from the box, like room temperature <laughs> bags of wine. Uh, <laughs> I, I really wanted to bring the... Um, to bring my my name my food truck and to sort of like to bring the whole episode together i was thinking because we talked about carry on i could have uh, baps and buns right nice just nice. selling little sandwiches and stuff sounds a bit cheeky but then i thought if 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 we're going to get baps we could do we need a niche thing because everyone can just do even mcdonald's does a bacon sandwich now and fuck mm. off mcdonald's don't Stay in your lane. Bacon sandwiches. Yeah. Do your shitty food. Don't fuck up other foods. A lot of people are healthier nowadays. People are vegan. People are vegetarian. What if we put some sort of like uh, fruity type thing? So I was thinking maybe mashed banana. Right. And then linking back to Muppets, it'd be banana bap. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want rage zombies, Ben? This is how you get rage zombies. I do want rage zombies. I have a feeling that that was funnier in my head when I came up with it before all of the basic beast. Well, I think because the thing is, what you, what you just did there was you just did quite a good pitch for like an yeah. actual business. I saw. Yeah, I need to get my checkbook out. Oh, I think right, you could shit. Do, um, <laughs> you could give PayPal, like a PayPal. sexual innuendo with every every order as well, or like pickle on the side side of pickle. Pickle means penis sometimes. Do you want to? So I, I quite like the idea. Slide my pickle up. in there. I would open up a, a rival single entendre restaurant next door just called Tits and, <laughs> and then sell sausages and it'd be like jumbo sausage. It looks like a large penis. Yeah. Baps. Dicks and wings. Which also means tits. Mayonnaise is sort of like cum, I guess. And, and just really, like really thoughtless, really basic right next to Ben's shop. Just yeah. to see who goes for what. I think Ben would win because people like creativity. Whereas my, I think my restaurant would be really off-putting. Oh no! I think you would. I think you would win the uh, win the we, food wars. There. You are saying to people, "Would you like to put?" You're reminding someone that they're covering their chips in something that tangentially re- resembles cum and things things such as that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you're sort of like because you single entendre. Some of them sexy, fine. A lot of them really yeah. quite disgusting. Like mushroom stroganoff brackets. It looks a bit like shit, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I was gonna say, so, what about the desserts and chocolate, chocolate cake and pudding and. Oh, have you seen that place that serves chocolate pudding out of toilets? <laughs> it's uh, it was it was it's genius. It was in um, it's in I want to say Taiwan or somewhere. You get I, a it, porcelain it's... toilet and they serve a really expensive chocolate dessert and you have to eat the chocolate yes. dessert out oh of the toilet. Oh my god! It's um that that's um, as uh, the you know the child that I am absolutely adores that as a concept. Like I would happily sit because it's really off putting, but it's apparently a really expensive. Posh. It's it's really ex- I yeah. I remember. See, maybe uh, someone was doing a like a, an Asian tour or, or or foods or something. I can't remember, but I remember seeing this, and it does look a bit like someone's just taking a bit of a shit because it's in the toilet. It doesn't yeah. matter how you dress it yeah. up; it's gonna look like poo. Well, that's, but it that's, take, 
I really but it like tasted that. great, but it just looks like oh, literal fuck. shit. I got my mum, my mum, bless her, she's, uh, she's an amazing baker. And, and, and she's a bit of a dessert queen, my ma. And she's always like, uh, you know, what do you want? What do you want for your birthday cake? And you know, I'll, I'll be always, I'll always be like, oh, could you make like a, could you make like a Malteser uh, Sunday or something? And she'll she'll go off and do it. And uh, last the, before COVID to so twenty nineteen, you guys are familiar with the Bristol Stool Chart? No, <laughs> this is something oh, no. that comes up on our channel a lot. Look it up; it's hilarious. One of the funniest things in the world. If you're a child like I am, we did a whole we did a whole episode on it. Bristol University have categorised all what they consider to be all seven types of poo, um, all the way from pure liquid yes. to sort of desiccated and dry. And it's a it's a chart with pictures and descriptions. And I said to my mum, "Can you make me a Bristol stool chart birthday cake?" Oh no! Which she did, and she used I think it was like yellow. Um, she used like yellow m ms or something is like bits of carrot to go oh in one of them God. and I, I, was saying, I can send you guys a picture i've got it on my phone so it's I, a cake of the bristol stool chart all the chocolate bits in it which for me like ridiculously pure i thought it was hilarious i made a video of it but what what I, when i felt bad was like when i cut into it she'd made this wonderfully moist delicate perfect uh lemon drizzle inside <laughs> and i was eating this cake and i was like She's done an incredible... Because I, I don't even really like cake, actually. Sure. I have, yeah, to, have, I have to have a really good cake to want to have a look at. Same here. Right? Because it's cake's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so spaghetti, but I won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Tune in but, next week for <laughs> Spaghetti is Bullshit. I would love, I'd love bullshit. a channel called Spaghetti is Bullshit. Anyway, she made this gorgeous lemon drizzle. Amazing cake. Uh, and I just... I felt like, what, 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 what am I doing? What have I done? <laughs> but it was amazing. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Could we please <laughs> have an? Can we have an image of it for the show notes, please? Yes, I'll dig it out. It's on my camera roll somewhere. Amazing. Conversation. Chaps, let's wrap up and democratically, um, fraudulently elect a episode title. Uh, mail-in votes yeah. will not be counted. And then, ladies and gents, we're off to do an episode for Patreon. If you're not a Patreon, just don't worry about it. I get it. It's fine. No, no, become a patron. Become, become a patron and then you get to see it and you help us do stuff. Right, I will I will plug everything. Like in a like moment. I mean Liam's probably gonna tell you what stuff that we do, but it'll oh make it better. Give us money. <laughs> if you thought this was awful, you can have it. <laughs> if you thought this was dreadful, you can pay for more. Uh, That's right. our credo anyway. We have four episode titles. Uh, I mean, I have a favourite, but we'll okay. see. Okay. Uh, keep it bovine. <laughs> that was an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Poultry in lotion. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you've been, you've just been nailing it today, buddy. Yeah, he's a machine, mate. He's a machine. Uh, bringing it down, felt bastard. <laughs> and of course, Salt Lake City. <laughs> This is Ben's week, isn't it? This uh, is just fucking excellent I work. I don't even know. It's one of the Ben ones, but I don't know which one. I think it's Salt Lake City because that, I think it's Salt Lake City. Right, that that be, was a substantial portion of the episode. God, <laughs> let's be yeah. unanimous. Salt Lake City. Oh, Salt I haven't thought about fucking Salt Licks in actual years. <laughs> I would not say... since I watched a documentary about Salt Lake. Yeah, I, I, I quite like that that would low-key might accidentally attract Mormons as well. 
and oh. <laughs> you can have a big Mormon yeah. demo. We've got um, a Mormon church in Cambridge as well, haven't we? So, we do. Um, okay. um, oh, no, I was thinking about Amish. Yes. I was about yeah, to say, no. yeah, that's a great, that's great audience to have for a web You might, web because of its kind of, you know, because of how basic that is, it, it would in theory attract the Amish. However, only if you use non-mechanical clothes pegs. Because they're cut off. Because they don't have buttons, even do they? they no, yes. counts as work. That's how you let yeah. the Satan in the buttons. The buttons, yeah. So I don't know. We'd have to go really back to basic for them. We'd have to use non-mechanical clothes pegs. And I'm mm. well into the clothes pegs, by the way. I think that's really key. Clothes pegs, <laughs> salt licks, and the sauna washing line. Because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have a winch to like lower the salt lick, <laughs> so the children would just starve without their salt licks. <laughs> or we just get a longer bit of string. Ben, you can't I've... go throwing logic into things like this. Oh, I, he right. came up with a name, man. He gets all the input he wants. I just the think kid... that's what pushed this over into, into a smash. Yes. <laughs> Richard, buddy, where can people find you online? Oh, crumbs. Uh, if you go uh, YouTube, Valverde Broadcasting, that's where I do most of my things. And my Twitter is at it's underscore Jackson. So at it's underscore Jackson time. The not the word underscore the, the grammatical object, um, and no, there's no apostrophe. That's really unwieldy, wasn't it? Well, my Instagram is Jackson Jackson eighty three. Slightly it. less unwieldy. Really is, yeah. I need to I need to do something about that bloody Twitter handle actually because it's dreadful. And the reason it doesn't have an apostrophe is because that exact um, Twitter handle was used by a Michael Jackson fan page. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is that was a person that was really cool to share a name with until 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Jones makes some great music, and sometimes other people sing on <laughs> yeah. Quincy Jones's music. Hey, that's off, my attitude. Off, off the wall is a banger, right? Yeah, uh, Beat It has one hell of a guitar hook. That Quincy Jones really knew what he was doing when he hired he Eddie really Van Halen. He really did. He um, really did. Right, Ben. What is your social of choice? Oh, I, I'm on Instagram quite a lot. At Spike Pearson. Amazing. I am, And uh, I, I sometimes post... I, I don't post quite regularly, but the stuff I do post is weird. What a selling point. Or it, oh. it'll be weird stuff, or it'll just be like me with a cheese sandwich. Love it. Right. We uh, should I'm, say, anyone listening from abroad, we're on English Instagram, which is called Instant Graham. <laughs> <laughs> just add water. <laughs> And then a man in a flat cap <laughs> rises from the dirt. Well, I, He's like, oh, I don't know like, what Brexit like, is, but I'm definitely for it. It's the only Got thing Graham's photo. have in common with sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that the look on ben, ben looks sort of wounded by that. He was just like, I'm too tired I, for this. <laughs> I don't, I've, I've lost all, all everything. It's I've lost taken all. a bit of a surrealistic turn, hasn't it? <laughs> My social of choice is Twitter, at LT Guitarist. Um, you can find more of the Conversation Hat podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We were real smart and got the same handle for all of them, at Convo Hat Podcast, all one word. We do live streams on Twitch and YouTube. We have the monthly episode recording and the occasional gaming stream in between. Uh, Discord is cool dot 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 uh, thanks to our patreon supporters who've helped develop the show over the years patrons get early access to episodes and one exclusive single question mini episode with every guest which is what we're about to go and record right now will it be weird mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh my probably 
<laughs> see ya, see ya next time, ladies and gents. Toodaloo. Goodbye, pod babies. Bye. Ah. Kisses. Thank you for listening to and presumably enjoying the Conversation Hat podcast. We've chosen to put this, the only advert, at the very end of the show because we wanted to specifically target the people who enjoy the Conversation App podcast the most. And the fact that you're still listening, even though the episode has actually finished, well, that leads me to believe that you're exactly the people I want to talk to. The Conversation App podcast, and indeed everything we do here at Odd Creative, is an entirely independent operation. So please bear in mind that even though we don't get paid for doing these episodes, that doesn't mean that not work. So we're asking you, our most dedicated listeners, to consider what you think this show is worth. If it's worth around one American dollar, which, I mean, it is at least worth that, then do consider subscribing to our Patreon. A Patreon subscription to the Conversation Hat podcast is a monthly recurring payment of pretty much however much you want to send us. For one dollar or more every month, you get early access to our recording recorded episodes. You also get access to an additional patrons-only mini-podcast, so something that only people who subscribe to our Patreon will be able to hear. Which is really exciting for us, because it means that we can be really super gross, and only our most dedicated listeners will ever hear it. That's kind of fun. So if that sounds interesting to you, please go to patreon.com forward slash conversation and see what else we have on offer. Thank you for your time.